0: Fans, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. And thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode of the podcast dedicated to the one and only Colorado Avalanche. So, <clears throat> first things first social media follow the show on Twitter, L O P N underscore Avalanche, on Instagram. Just search for Locked On Avalanche and send your emails to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So, um, we had two games because of the Fandom Friday that we had. Uh, like I said, I wasn't going to talk about the Sharks game, uh, although it was a very good game. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the great game against St. Louis. Um, and kind of after that, give the uh, three stars not named Nathan. And then look ahead to tonight's game against the Detroit Red Wings, the good old Detroit Red Wings foe of yesteryear, um, who are struggling. But we'll get into that a little bit later. First things first, like I said, um, Avs looking good in these last two games. Uh, the game against San Jose, Philip Grubauer with his first shutout of the season wasn't tested too much uh he didn't really have any like highlight real saves but f- at that point it doesn't really matter you just needed him to to get a win and a solid win um and a shutout does exactly that kind of calms people down uh kind of <clears throat> lets people know like yeah he's still got it he's okay like i've been saying for weeks now like he he's a capable goalie uh, like I said was it, was it this Where he's sprawling out Standing on his head No But you don't need that At that point in time Coach Bednar has said In the past We just need someone To to Have a, a Standout game That we can hang our hat on And was it standout No But you can say You shut out A team And whenever you can do that In the NHL That's a plus Should they have beaten the team San Jose Absolutely um, San Jose San Jose's playing okay but so have the Avs. The Avs have just been playing okay lately. Um, they're not playing up to their potential. I think San Jose is playing up to their potential. But we know the Avs are capable of more. And I think they just had enough and said, why not a blowout? We haven't had one in a little while. Why not one? <clears throat> so for nothing, um, will we'll kind of have that mentality that they, they can just hang their hat on that and say, okay, we our goalie's hopefully back on track, uh, and then they needed that going into St. Louis, because you know what you're going to get with St. Louis, and you looked good against them last time you played them, but that's not a given every single time you play that team, but look what it did, it carried over into that game, and it was a completely different game, the Avs didn't have their typical X amount of shots on goal, which is usually in the high end, it wasn't that type of game. <coughs> I think they had, what, 19 shots on goal? But they scored five goals. One was an empty netter, so four goals. Um, and forced St. Louis to pull Bennington again. So they they it, that that's, that's going to be an interesting series as it goes on and hopefully eventually into the playoffs uh, where the, those two teams early in the season looked like St. Louis had Colorado's number. And these last two games, Colorado's really turned the tide on them. Those last two games have been really... In Colorado's hands for the majority of the game um, but we'll, we'll talk about both of those games a little bit in detail but starting with the Sharks one because that was the first one and I guess even if you wanted to pull, <laughs> uh, carry this over into the St. Louis game contributions from a lot of players um, you know Nachuskin got on, on the bo- on the board first in the San Jose game just a power move around Burns and went five hole on Jones great goal by him. <clears throat> Kelman and then Jones was playing very well in that first period and Colorado was all over the place and you got the sense that like man this is one of those games where they're they're like the Dallas game like they are they're doing everything right and at the end of one all they're going to have to show for it is one goal. And then Kale McCarr stepped up and ripped a, a shot from the blue line uh, to get him two. I think he did that with like less than a minute left. So we got him two goals, and <clears throat> that made you feel a little bit better because they're putting in so much work. And us as abs fans, as we've been kind of prone to lately, uh, in my head, even though it was only one period, I'm thinking, here we go. Like they're, they're outplaying a team in the first again, and what is this going to mean in the end? Uh, but luckily it never got to that point because McCarr with that second one, you felt a little bit good about it. Um, Ryan Graves right off the face off with a blast slap shot right inside the blue line. Uh, he brought it up to three to nothing and then Matt Calvert on the shorthand. What a goal. like how, I didn't know he had those moves. he he I can't remember who it was stood somebody up at the blue line of San Jose going into their zone. And it he just poked the check free. Calvert picked it up and had a head of steam. And right when he got to the goalie Jones just went to his left side and just reached around and and just got it in somehow. Unbelievable goal. Which made it four to nothing. And it was just kind of, you know, dot in the I's and crosses and the T's after after that goal, and it was it was good to see. They needed that type of game. They needed the game where, like, like I said, they, they they were they were in control pretty much all sixty minutes. San Jose really never gave them anything where we were like on our on the edge of our seat. Uh, they went into the third game well in hand. You didn't really have that mentality of. What has been going on with the Avalanche and giving up these third period leads. That got a little bit different in the St. Louis game, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, And you just, it was good to see the Avalanche in complete control. They're the better team. They're the better team in that matchup. And, And San Jose is who they are. I think they're a 500 team, maybe a little bit below that. I mean, the record reflects that. I'm just saying that that's what they play to. They're not what they were last year. Um, And so maybe there's a little bit of extra incentive there because that's the team that eliminated the Avalanche last year to really kind of stick it to them. Yeah, it's a little bit different team that we have, but still, uh, no matter what faces are on that team, if they knocked you out of the playoffs, you want to get some revenge on that team. Um, And I think that might have had... There might have been some motivational factor there for the Avalanche. But um, all in all, just a, a solid performance and one that they needed just of how things have been going lately. One that they had in hand uh, pretty much from the get-go. And the Philip Grubauer shutout, like I said earlier, I think, you know, it didn't. If you watched the game, it like I said, <clears throat> it didn't impress you. It was good that he got it, but I think people want to see more. Like, okay, great, you, you shut out a team, and it's an easy feat. Doesn't matter who you're playing. But if you watched it, um, you know, almost every every shot he had a, a clear line of sight. Uh, There's really nothing that the Sharks generated where you were you were worried about it. So I think people after they saw that said, okay, good for you. Uh, what else can you do? You got St. Louis coming up next, so. And at the time, we didn't know if he was going to get the start. Obviously, he did. So I think people wanted to see him perform against a team like that. And how did he do in that game? Stay tuned. All right, so uh, before we get to the the St. Louis game, like I said, contributions from many different players. So in the game against San Jose, uh, Makar, Graves, Calvert, Nechuskin, all with goals. Belmar, Kadri, Burkowski. Kamenev with um, assists. So what does that mean? Rantanen, McKinnon, Landeskog, nothing. If you can beat a team, I don't care who it is, and your big three don't score a single point, you're, you're doing something right. You've turned something around. And you can't tell me after that game was over, that team didn't look at those stats and say, yeah, we can we can win. We we can win even when our our big 3. And I don't like calling them that, but what else It's the easiest thing to do. You know, they they take so much focus. Teams focus so much in on them and that's where these guys have to come into play. Guys like Graves, guys like Kadri, guys like Burkovsky. They're there to do exactly what they did in this game when Rantanen, McKinnon and Landeskog don't score a single point. Um, McKinnon only had three shots on goal entire game. That does not happen for him. Rantanen had five. Landeskog had two. But they didn't need him to be the the top line carry all the weight. Because obviously these, these second, third, fourth line guys <clears throat> picked up the slack in this game. So it was uh, a, a team win. Now we fast forward to the Blues game, and players that needed to get off the so-called Schneid did so in this game. And I would even throw Philip Grubauer in that mix, because this was a game, like I said before, people wanted to see more from him. And I think even after this game, people are going to want to see a steady flow from this guy over just two games, even you know, even though this one is against St. Louis. Sharks game was a Sharks game, played well, shut out, great. In this game, played well. I wouldn't say it was like a, a standout game. He still gave up three goals. But in this game, he had those highlight reel saves. Were they incredible and they're going to make the NHL Network's top goals of the night? No, but he had some, some last-second leg kickouts that stopped goals. And he didn't have that against San Jose, and he hasn't had it in a while. So it was good to see him make those acrobatic saves, which we haven't seen from him in a little while. So I would say even after this game, while, yes, people are going to want to see more from him, this was a game that, for, and I think in his own mind, he doesn't care what people outside of that locker room think because he knows he can play, and the team knows he can play. I think this was a game where he said, okay, I, even after the struggles I've had, the St. Louis Blues came in, and I played well, well enough to win, and that's all you can ask from, from him at this point, especially against a team like St. Louis. And for Bednar to give him the, the nod – Kind of tells you where he's leaning. I was leaning Francois, but hey, I'm not the head coach. And this was a big game because this was, if you lose and you're down by 12 points to St. Louis. And good luck with that for the rest of the season. Obviously, if you win, you're within eight and you're within striking distance. And the Avs won, and I think you have to give Grubauer a lot of credit for that. <clears throat> Other players who got off the so-called Schneid, Burakovsky, although he had an assist against the Sharks, and he's been having assists. It's not that that's been the problem. The problem has been goal scoring, and he's a he's a good goal scorer. He should be not ha- he should not have as much as a slump as he has been having in the goal scoring world uh, category as he has been. But he got back on the goal sheet in this game. As did, wait for it, Tyson Jost. Thank God, Tyson, we don't have to wonder or worry when Tyson Jost is going to score because he did against St. Louis. And if that's not big, I don't know what is. Hopefully, hopefully, this is something that he can build on and grow from it. And it's all in his head right now that he's not going to get on the score sheet. I mean, he had five goals up until this point. Three of them were in one game. And good job on that hat trick, but that hat trick was a long time ago. And I don't even know when the the single goal was. I can't even remember when that was. I think it was before the hat trick, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm probably wrong on that, but uh, we could look it up easily, obviously. But it doesn't matter. The fact is he hasn't scored since November. And even him, like he's not the... the goal scorer of you know the caliber of of Nathan McKinnon or anything like that we're not even asking him to be that but he should be a dominant if he's on the fourth line he should be the most dominant player on that fourth line and he hasn't been and he would be the first to tell you that he he hasn't been and he needs to play better in that role the goal he got was a rebound off a Burkowski shot doesn't matter though he followed up the play nicely and he got the goal. So I, all I can do is hope that the next game is a, is built upon this. And it's against the Red Wings, so you would hope a lot of people can build off of anything that the Red Wings are giving you. So good job to those three guys. I have a feeling you'll be hearing from them in another couple minutes or so. Uh, like I said, group hour with the, the highlight saves, good job by him not great i thought he was like i thought he was good but but again like you have to take into account the team you're playing you're playing st louis so i think keeping that in mind i thought he played fantastic with that with that you got the 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 reigning champions coming in and you know like i said while it may, might not have been your his greatest game of the season because it's the that team, I think that kicks up his performance up a notch um, the the Nathan McKinnon goal wow <laughs> i I mean I think we should just gonna start calling him Calder McCarr, but you couldn't even see that thing he what he did was unbelievable. he was on one side of the ice. Walked the blue line all the way to the other side, and the second he had a lane and an opening, fired an absolute howlitzer that went right past the goalie. I think Bennington was still at, in at that point in time. Um, and it had so much force, it just bounced right out almost to the dots, and you're like, whoa. I, I, I was, my, my eyes were wide open on that. That was a thing of absolute beauty go watch it. Go watch it because <laughs> that kid is a, is something to behold. So, um, but the blues were were game in this, and Colorado got an early goal very early on, and St. Louis got the next two, and they even had a power play after they were up two to one, and you're like, uh oh, they have a really good power play. Their power play has been on point lately. Um and it was Nathan McKinnon who actually scored very early on. On the first shot on goal, I think that the Avs had, it was McKinnon who got it. Um when the Blues came back, they took the one two to one lead. I'm almost positive they had a, a power play, and you were like, oh man, if this gets three to one, this is this might be game over early on. But they they held them. Um then the Jost goal, then the McCarr goal, uh and then the Burakovsky goal, and they're up four to two. And you're like, okay, but this is going into the third, and we're not fully over this third period jinx stuff yet. So, and it's the St. Louis Blues. Let's hold on to this thing. And the Blues, what they do, they they got a goal. They got a goal that cut it to four to three. And you can't tell me that you weren't thinking, oh boy, can we hold on to this thing? Because I, I think when they got the goal, there was twelve minutes left. There was a ton of time left. And you're just like, great, when, when is the, the other shoe going to drop? Is it going to be within the next minute or is it going to be with like two minutes left? And either one would have just been a dagger in the heart. But they held him. They absolutely held him. And Nathan McKinnon with a, a empty netter, uh, which Petrangelo childishly threw his stick at um, Landeskog. As he had an open net wide right in front of him, and it'd be one thing if he kind of like lackadaisical, like tossed it in his direction, but he kind of flung that thing at him. Not that it, w- it he kind of threw it like on the ice, and it wasn't like aimed at his head or anything like that. But it was just, I think, a childish thing to do from uh, a team that probably expects better from its players, like St. Louis does. They're in a good spot. They're one of the better teams in the league. They're not going to win every game. Um, and for him to do that, I thought was kind of on the childish side. But they they were going to give um, Landis Gog, or they were just going to give a goal anyway, because obviously you can't do that. Uh, but Landis put it in with like one second left, and that sealed it, obviously. So two good games to build on. After all the stuff that's been going on, you got to, like as we said before, you have to think that that won't continue for the duration of the season. Although I brought up the question, is this who they are? You you can't you don't know. You don't know you can't be known as the team that blows third period leads. So there's two games down. The Sharks game was never in doubt. The St. Louis game was. So for them to hold off that team the way that their third periods have been going, I give two thumbs up to the Colorado Avalanche. Which brings us to the three stars of last week not named Nathan and very quickly this is going to be easy i'm i'm giving my third star to Philip Grubauer yeah you got two wins and i thought you played very well and this is all three of these guys are things that because of how they played build upon that and grubauer i think he will he took the, the starting job over. He's in this position because he took the starting job over last year, late February, early March, through the end of the season. Maybe he, we can back that up a little bit another a month and a half earlier into January and start playing like he did at the end of last year. If he can put that together, there's no reason we can't catch St. Louis. Two, Burakovsky had the assist in the Shark game, had a goal, finally got a goal. Um, after a long drought and hopefully he can build on that and kind of get some confidence back in the goal scoring category. And number one, even you know he even though he just had the goal has got to be for me, Tyson Jost. It's been a long time, brother. <laughs> so w- hopefully whatever it is that needs to get you kicked into gear, hopefully it's scoring a goal. Nothing cures ills like scoring goals. And hopefully that one, like I said, even though it was off a rebound, but he was still pressing hard. He's got the ability. He's a top 10 pick. And while that's not guaranteed to translate into, you know, like stardom or or superstar or anything like that, he he needs to be better. And I don't know if it's a system thing. I don't know if they're shopping him. But until they do, he's a member of this team. And if he's a member of this team, he's got to start performing. And maybe that goal will get him going. Can he continue it? If there's any opponent you want to play that can continue it, it is the team that they are playing Monday night, and that's the Detroit Red Wings, who we will break down literally, (laughs) if there's anything really to break down. We're going to do that next. So when you think Colorado Avalanche, I'm sure a lot of people think Colorado Avalanche slash Detroit Red Wings. It was one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Uh, it is no longer, obviously, but that doesn't mean when these two teams get together, uh, it's a good time to reminisce about the things that were. And I'm sure as you watch this game on, on television tonight, they will show many of those games of the past, which are always nice to, to go down memory lane. But for now, it is kind of you know it's non-existent anymore, and and it oh, how the tables have turned when the Avalanche could uh, just you know the 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 season of a couple years ago that was one for the record books in not a good way, uh, and the the Red Wings were performing still admirably at that point in time, but wow has it flipped on its head where the Avalanche are kind of in the driver's seat. And the Red Wings are fighting to be relevant in anything. And they are a hurting, struggling team. A lot of people thought after that avalanche season of 16-17 that that would be the most futile season in NHL history that nobody would even come close to. Well, the Red Wings are on par to come close to that. They are 12-33-4. That's 28 points. That's brutally bad, and just looking at their their uh, their schedule that they've already played, there's a lot of red L's on there, and they currently are on a four-game losing streak, and you just look at their schedule. They're two, three, four. That's a, that's a six-game losing streak. That's an eight-game losing streak. It's just you have these extended losing streaks that they have, um, and when you look at the numbers, it's not hard to see why. If you want to look at their player stats, you know, Tyler Bertuzzi leads them in points, total points with 34. Nathan McKinnon has 28 goals. Uh, he Bertuzzi himself has 16 goals. Dylan Larkin has 20 assists. And I know I joke about plus minus, but you just look at this plus minus on this roster. Oh my goodness. Minus 13, minus 16, minus 22, minus 18, minus 35, minus 31, minus 27, minus 22, minus 18, minus 16. It just goes on and on and on. They have one, two players on their roster that is in the plus. One is plus one, one is plus three and they have another one that's at 0. It's it's just this ugh. uh for for team stats goals uh their goals against is worst in the league they're at 3.84 their goals for is worst in the league at 2.1 and I kind of say like, oh, I don't want to you know, bash on Detroit, but they've been good for way too long, so it kind of feels a little good for them to be struggling as much as they're struggling right now. Power play, or special teams, their they're, uh, they're power, power play penalty killing, sorry, worst in the league at 73%, and their their power play is not the worst in the league. It's Third worst in the league uh, at 14.6. So, this the parody in NHL is like unmatched. Uh, it, it, it's the best parody in any sport out there. But every once in a while, there is a team like this that you say, you go, going in, you should beat this team hands down. And this is that game. Any other team, I even put Ottawa. Ottawa can you know they they're not good but they could surprise you every once in a while and win a game. Should you beat them, yeah. But Detroit if you're a team like Colorado, you should not lose this game. And if you do, uh heads are going to roll. So uh th- this is I I that's why I say things like Tyson Jost having a goal in that in that last game against St. Louis. If he got his, his goal after a long hiatus Of scoring a goal against the Red Wings People would be like so what Everybody's doing that But I think the fact that he got it against St. Louis And if he can continue that against the Red Wings Then that's a confidence builder I don't care who you know you do St. Louis First Keep it going against the Red Wings Don't let up but this you would have to Expect you can never predict A blowout in the NHL I don't think I've ever Predicted a blowout Colorado obviously has one of the best offenses in the league. Detroit has the worst everything in the league. This has got to be a dominant performance from puck drop to final whistle. And they cannot let up because you don't want to hear what's going to come out of the fan base if you lose to the Detroit Red Wings. So we shall see. Anything is possible, but i got to thank the Avs are not going to look ahead, especially the way they've been playing. They've been playing good teams, and they've been losing these games, like we've talked about over and over again. It absolutely cannot happen tonight. You are expected to win this game, take care of business, and go into the All-Star break feeling good about yourself. So we will revisit this, and see how it all plays out, and summarize it for tomorrow. But for now, that's it for, uh, for today. And this is an early game, too. It's a matinee game, as they say. So enjoy it. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. Here is Jovi. Go, Abs, go!